0: Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm
1: Angelica Yard.
0: And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast.
1: Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation.
0: We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag BossSoHard.
1: We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and... Hi, welcome back.
0: Welcome back to episode seventy-eight, right? Yeah. Yes, we are so out excited. here
1: in the streets. Yeah,
0: almost, almost at a hundred. We're getting up there. Uh, we're we're getting old.
1: <laughs> we're getting elderly. We're like seventy-eight. We we've retired. We are retirement. We, we already like that security, that's which it, you probably won't
0: get in real life. Uh, don't worry uh, about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stop saying those words.
0: That's a whole other stressful story. I feel
1: like we should talk to somebody who is a social security like person who's worked there, so we could talk. About it, like, with to find entrepreneurship, out, like, like, like what's like,
0: going on with this, or it, be, as an entrepreneur,
1: like, you don't do that, so how should yeah. you retire? And what, look at us, ideas,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's um, I feel like would uh, lawyers know about that?
1: No, I think it's more of like a financial person or somebody who's set up retirement funds, somebody who does a lot of like. Different funds and, and, and all hmm. those things. That if you should
0: y'all do. know someone, send them our way. Please. Because we have obviously a lot of we questions. We got questions. So <laughs>
1: that's how things like guests get on this show. We yeah, have it's, it's
0: really just like for ourselves where we're like, hmm, we have a question about this, or someone who we're like, this person's fantastic. Let's ask them questions. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, so fun news things. I am speaking at the Blogger Week Unconference in August. And it's August 12th, Saturday in Washington, D.C. It is right outside where Howard University is. So it's good. be blackity blackity yeah, black. And I'm very excited about yeah, it. Um, There's so many women of color, mostly all black women, who are speaking on the panel. Um, so it's super awesome. So we have decided, they got in touch, and they were like speakers, could you do things? And we're going to give away two tickets so if you want to come and hang out at Blogger Week for free what you should do is tweet us and tell us why you want to attend. Um, Use the hashtag Blogger Week in your tweet so tweet at Heart and Hustle Pod well, Heart Hustle Pod. Uh, Use Blogger Week. Tell us why you want to attend. What you would do how you want to hang out with me in D.C., what we want to take pictures in front of the mall together, if that's what you want to do. Or if you're on Instagram, we're going to post a post uh, probably not Wednesday, but probably Thursday about the giveaway. And then you'll reply back to that and tell us what you want to do. And yeah. How tell us get what there. you want
0: to learn and why you want to go and why you think it'd be uh, yep. a good opportunity for you. And, you know we we want to help you learn and be able to go to something awesome like this so yeah. um yeah definitely do it it's, so if you want to see fantastic. the full
1: schedule go to bloggerweek.com and uh, we'll we'll have all that information out on the internet so Yes, on the interwebs On the interwebs In other news, it's hot, it's summer
0: Man Heat index
1: of like 103, humidity was 99% this morning
0: Yeah, I told somebody today that I had, like, they were like, oh, like, have you been to Disney lately? And I'm like, no, I haven't been in like three weeks And they're like, really? And I'm like, girl, you couldn't pay me to go to a theme park right now like I just have no interest. So uh, And what I really dislike about Orlando and being myself being ridiculous and like not booking anything this summer to travel is that like everything to do out here is outside. All of it. It's like there's not really a ton. Like we don't have like we have a few museums and stuff, but there's real. It's really not. There's not a lot. There's they like, were like
1: it's hot all the time, so we should use outdoor space, and they don't provide any shade yeah, or coverage. There's, there's, there's no exactly. access to water in most places, like water mm-hmm. fountains or anything. So now you have to walk around. It's bad for the environment. But we'll, we'll, they need to talk about the city planning. Get in touch, we will help you. But since I'm like, we're just
0: in, make some shade. Yeah, <laughs> just, See,
1: at least just shade. I please. mean,
0: indoors would be great, but just just shade, like more activity. Any any
1: shade on. benches.
0: They just need things. to make, like, a, like, a, you know how they have, like, outdoor worlds? Right. You need to make indoor worlds oh. for the summer, and it'll just be, like, lots of activities you can do, because it's, like, you get tired of just, like, I don't want to, like, shop and eat, shop oh, and eat, man. although those are fun things, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, sometimes you want to do something, you want entertainment that's, you know, great, that isn't in your
1: All of our, house, like, shopping you know? places are outdoors, like, the outlets are outdoors, like, our I mean, we have, like, a handful of malls, but the the restaurants and like, are even located. Like, even,
0: like, you know, places like East End Market and places like that. Are like mostly outdoors, so So. it's like just build a giant indoor place for summer. Please. And let us let us go enjoy what, it, like, just set up, I don't know, it could be, like, part museum. You know what we need? We need the Oxford Exchange. So whoever is in charge of that in Tampa, just bring that here, too, and we will all spend money on it. You will be very successful, especially this summer. Please and thank you. I promise. Please and thank you. Yeah. Um, so since it's summer,
1: are there things that you're using, any new tools, any tips, any things that you're doing differently to help manage your creative life personal life
0: um so I mean I'm always like a planner type of girl like I think that we've t- talked about that before and this year I'm using the passion planner um, and so this year I feel like I'm at least this summer I'm really trying to like cut back on technology because I'm on it a lot and like especially running people social media I feel like I have just gotten to this point where it's like I wake up and like before I do anything I reach for my phone And, you know, I know a lot of people do that, but I don't know that that's something I like about myself. Like I read about these people and they're like, the first thing I always do is like, you know, give gratitude or the first thing I do is stretch or, you know, just anything that's not reaching your phone. And like, that's what I am aspiring to do. But if I'm being really honest, like I reach for my phone before... I get out of bed, and it is the like it's the first thing I pick up in the morning, and the last thing that I put down at night. Um, and I have also found because I've always been like the girl that has like one to two books in her bag, right? Um, so wherever I go, like I normally would like bring out a book and like read in between whenever I'd have like any time. Whereas like now I find that I am like on social media, you know, for myself or for clients or whatever. But just again, just constantly plugged in. Yeah. And I think that you know, it's easier for me to unplug a bit when I'm not at home because, Truth. because you don't yeah, have so to like, be. I, yeah. And I feel like a little more, I, I don't like, I feel like entitled to unplug. So it's yeah. like, I'll tell clients like, you know, yes, I will still be on and you will still hear from me, but just to know there might be a delay. And normally there isn't a delay because I'm still getting on every day and working, but it's not just this like constant overload of like 24, seven notifications. Yeah. And now that I've been like home for a bit um, and I will, be home for like another few months we're not traveling until fall it's like I just feel like this summer I've just been like so into my phone and and my computer and again like yes some of it is work but I feel like some of it is also overload and I, I could be balancing it better so right now I'm really trying to like you know just use my planner a little bit more like rely on paper a little bit more for things and then also kind of get back to like reading and not being like on social media as much so like you know my own Instagram like I'm posting a little less I'm interacting a little less I've kind of been doing like insta stories instead of like posting as um religiously just because with insta stories it's not as like formal like I'm not like so like worried about like oh this caption the photo but it's it's just kind of like here this is it and then I just put it away you know what I mean so I'm not like constantly on it all day and then there's been some days where it's like I've taken my first part of the story where I'll put like Monday and then you won't hear from me again for the rest of the day and that's because it's like I'm just doing the things I need to do and then after work I'm like moving into like reading or something else like that um, so, yeah. So, I'm just kind of trying to, like... I don't want to say unplug, but just, like, kind of finding some balance back the in my life. The best way
1: to use technology that's not interfering yeah, with your personal growth and development. Because I think that people
0: make it seem as if, like, we have two options. And that is, like, be completely plugged in 24-7 or, or unplugged. That's and like, not true. No, I have to be plugged in to an extent because of my business. That is the, <laughs> the I industry I that we're in, do, unfortunately. Yeah, and I do think that, like, it is nice sometimes to, like, take a sabbatical and, like, completely be done for a, a day or a week or whatever you need. But I... Like that's not what I think I need right now. I think I just need to like kind of reclaim that balance in my life. Yeah. So that's kind of what I've been working on uh, this last like few weeks.
1: I know um, the joy to enjoy the baker podcast, which <laughs> it was is a thing. It was a thing, <laughs> but Joy did say what uh, I think they were talking about unplugging at some point, and they were talking about how she um for a week, she just um went before she went to bed she put her phone in the kitchen.
0: Ooh, I like so that.
1: So she, when she woke up, she could... That's not the first thing she could do. Yeah. But it, like, then you're just being ridiculous. You're walking past your bathroom, yeah. and you're going to the kitchen to check your phone, and then, she, you know, it's not that much of a priority anymore. So I feel like that's a good a exercise for somebody who like feels like they have to look at it first thing in the morning like if you have that anxiety or it's overwhelming to put it away where you can't reach it it's
0: so interesting that you say that because last night was the first night i didn't put it like out of the room but i did put it out of reach right but it was still plugged in next to me but i put it yeah in a way that you can't like like, just right exactly get to right um and to be honest that was more so that. I wouldn't turn off my alarm in the morning because <laughs> I can turn off my alarm in my sleep. Um, and I do it often. So John has to set one as well yeah. because I, like, I'll like i wake up and I'll be like, my alarm didn't go off. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah it yeah, did. Yeah. Just you just turned, turned it, off, it off, girl. Like, <laughs> so I moved it for that. But yeah, I think that would be a really good yeah. idea.
1: And then that way you have to get out of bed. So you cannot miss that alarm because plus, it's going to keep buzzing until you yeah, get out of bed. I was
0: Plus, I was like super stressed about like, so we're moving, but there's like power lines close to where we're moving. So I've been like, googling that and i'm like what does that mean and is that safe and it means else. absolutely nothing but then i'm like i sleep with my phone like <laughs> here. here yeah so I'm like right yeah, next yeah. To my girl head. So I'm like, the- if i'm really concerned about like electromagnetic energy or whatever maybe i need to yeah. review the fact that my phone is basically on top of me that all is outside. probably
1: a lot worse actually yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah i'm like oh, I, I
0: need to separate myself from it i do love it and i i hate when people are like social media is bad. But like, no, I, I think social media is a very powerful yeah. tool. I if it, it, it depends on who you powerful, are.
1: like If you don't like social media, then you don't like it. Like, Or if yeah. it was bad for you, it was bad because of reason. It's not because social media is it's bad for you. Like you may have an addictive bad. personality and yeah. so you just took social media and it exactly. became your drug or whatever the case may be. So yeah, it's, definitely. It's, yeah, it's
0: just about finding that balance. So True. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm working on.
1: True story. It's summer. I am... We are super busy, and I feel like I talk about that um in today's episode a little bit about like how many clients we have right now. Yeah,
0: you have a bajillion. Like when you said all, that, I was like,
1: <gasps> all day, um, all awesome day, every though, day, but, but and like, then pipeline still like we have it's just it's all ongoing, which is good because I like actually I function better when having chaos. Like I don't need to have like. One client, and I'm just staring at them, and then they don't get back to me. I need a lot of different <laughs> moving parts, and we have them. a lot of different type of projects right. and a lot of different things. So it's awesome, but like in a lot of my apps or tools that I'm doing, like I'm discovering, are more personal things because I don't have time. I just simply don't have that time, and yeah. that's fine, and I'm okay with that. I accept that as my flaw. Um, I make time for people who who matter or are close by. I mm-hmm. honestly am. If you move away from me, I will try, <laughs> but let's be real, because like, I like like to take the time out to sit and talk to have a conversation with a person face to face Mm -hmm. i'm sure people do that via facetime that's great uh, I, I just don't have that time anymore it just now it just becomes a burden so one thing that uh, my best friend actually introduced me to which I had never heard of and she's not the tech person in our friendship so that was really funny is Marco Polo it's like video voicemail app so for people who have parents oh. who like to call them to talk about going to the grocery store which I feel like anybody that's like a millennial who lives away from their parents um, like yeah. your parents just want to talk to you about like these kind of their everyday mundane things and it really sure can be do. distracting <laughs> uh, they can record a video talk all about it. they can Talk while they're there and then you can play it and listen to it on your own time. And then you can reply back via video. It's fantastic. Like, it is my See, favorite here's new thing. I a
0: picture of my mom at church. Well, yeah. she's, it's not her, but it's Jesus. It's Jesus. And she's at church. And
1: she could, like, do after she's done, she could video voicemail you and say, Hey, yeah, Charisma, I just talked to da 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 da. here's the dog.
2: Exactly. That's that <laughs> stuff. Like, it sounds like, like
1: it, it clogs. <laughs> like, and I'm, a lot of my friends, because we all have kind of the same parents who do this, because our parents are all kind of in the same age and they're yeah. doing the same thing. We're empty nesters a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And so it, uh, that's really helped I me out that. so much. It just, it's my so life. It Marco, Marco Polo. Polo it's like a little ball a beach ball app um, I mean icon in the App Store and your okay. um, whatever you use for your phone I'm sure you can find it. it's fantastic um, my second thing is I'm used to doing strong lifts because I'm getting into powerlifting. And this app I paid for the premium version because I'm not a person who really did a lot of weights and stuff and different things and so what I like about it is that number one is a 12 program to help you build strength my uh, end goal well I think it might move up is to squat 215 and um, like in two weeks, I've gone from squatting um, 65 to I did 100 last night. And so I'm just Ooh. trying to like, so I'm look I'm, like, I'm going to get to 300 in 12 weeks. Yes. That's my life. Um, so, but I like uh, with barbells, it's math.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I don't have the time. Like I'm not used to doing plate math and everything. It has a barbell calculator already in it. And I can pull out mm-hmm. my workouts and do the countdown. So strong lift app. I'll put a link to the in the show notes for that because it's fantastic. And as far as like creative entrepreneurs, like if you need to watch something right now, Chris Doe is doing a series right now with um, Melinda, let me find her name so I can have the correct name. Oh uh, yeah, Melinda Livesey about her like business and she's basically a brand designer. So she does strictly branding, identity design. Um, so he's done like four videos with her thus far on his channel, The Future, and it's called The Deep Dive Series. And they have been fantastic because he is getting her life together and trying to get her like, cause she's like, I'm like this last episode is like, oh, I want to charge $18,000 for logos. How can I do that? And he's like, let me tell you what you're doing wrong. Like he's so, Chris Doe is fantastic. If anybody's ever watched any of his videos on anything, he's a designer as a background, but he's also just a fantastic businessman and he like runs his business very similar to the way we do he has employees but he's like basically like you know one thing he was like oh how often do you work and she's like 40 hours a week but i want to make you know this amount of money he's like well let me be honest with you 40 hours is never gonna get you what you need to do as an entrepreneur so it's those small things that people don't always think about because i we are all about lifestyle and and balance and everything i totally get it like i said i am doing i still keep my fitness i still have my social time but there's ways to do that in a way that works for you and i think this video introduces a lot of different ways that chris uses in his day life that people don't think about. So I'm all about educating. We talk about that in our interview today. So those are my like... Three things. Our interview is super long, so I don't want to keep talking. You guys need to get your pens and your pencils out and learn how to build communities yes, and um, get your life together. Building, very, and, very important. And like, and, uh, tweet uh, Christine and Vic all the donut places where you live yes, that's for real, they're because they're doing that, right now, that so. way they can when they to travel. If you
0: are planning to get married, or also if you just want like someone to do a portrait session of you of donuts um, too. I would Look. highly suggest tweeting them donut photos and getting to know them. Yeah, or seriously. Or where
1: your donuts um, yeah. are, like for yeah. real, because they when they're traveling, they need to have the best, you know, gourmet. Donut I'm totally shops. eating
0: donuts after this. Episode, I am
1: super. <laughs> oh my goodness! So you guys enjoy and let us know what you think. Are you looking to draw a bigger box for yourself? Seth Godin's All MBA Workshop is an intensive leadership and management workshop designed for changemakers who have a fire in the belly. This is for people who are itching to level up and make a bigger impact. Four times a year, the workshop brings together two groups of 100 to 120 leaders, curating the group to pick the right mix of people from different industries and areas of expertise. The end result, you're surrounded by other leaders who are moving to the top of their respective fields and helping support each other to become stronger cross-functional change agents. The workshop splits you up into groups every week so you're meeting a bunch of people you'd never otherwise meet. You're getting and giving feedback and seeing your blind spots in a whole new way. By working on 13 projects during the month, you're constantly pushing ahead and creating a body of work as proof. It's not about passively learning, it's about actively putting those concepts into practice until they become habit. The idea is to drink from the fire hose and rewire your brain to make new, better habits and to have the platform practice those habits. So who's been through all MBA? Over a thousand alumni. They include a mix of leaders, including product managers, naval naval commanders, lawyers, marketing directors, engineers, ophthalmologists, UX designers, filmmakers, and more. This group is half freelance, half folks at companies and startups like Slack, Tesla, Kickstarter, Charity Water, Microsoft, Nike, Trello, Kiva, Warby Parker, and more. If you're a leader and want to become even better, this is for you. There are no lectures, no videos. It's rolling your sleeves and working in groups with people who are equally into winning. It's an intensive, immersive four-week experience of drinking from the fire hose. Over a thousand plus people from 580 cities in 49 countries around the world have all done All MBA. Challenging, <laughs> yes, but our friends at Seth Godin's All MBA believe the rewards are so worth it. Ask any of their alumni. While most online courses barely approach a 7% completion rate, the All MBA has an astonishing 96% completion rate. Their alumni say they'd do it again in a heartbeat. The working world has changed. With the growth of the internet, there's never been more opportunities for you to level up. If you're looking for ways to have a bigger impact, the all MBA could help you get there. The curriculum is entirely hands-on. More than 75% of your time is dedicated to shipping your work, practical projects that allow you to apply what you learn. So if you're tired of courses that you never finish videos or you've had them bookmarked, then put those aside and check out Alt-MBA as a different way to level up. So they are now accepting applications for the upcoming session. To find out more, visit www.altmba.com backslash heart and hustle. So that's www.altmba.com backslash heart, A-N-D, hustle. For special consideration, you can miss, mention Heart and Hustle podcast in your application and tell them that we sent you. So check out the episode and enjoy.
0: I spoke at a conference together in April and I just absolutely fell in love with them and their mission and everything that they're doing. So you're both wedding photographers and community leaders. So tell us a little bit about your business and your role in the community.
2: Um, Well, first of all, we're super excited to be here, we're so honored that you guys have us here on this podcast. Um, So a little bit about us, we are a husband and wife wedding photography team, Uh, we were based in Miami but recently relocated to the Port St. Lucie area, Um, actually three weeks ago we moved. So, we were the um, Rising Tide Society leaders in Miami, of the Miami chapter, and we loved it. Uh, We loved being part of that community. We love our Miami people, and we're still shooting weddings down there, so we get to see our friends often, but we loved being a part of this community in Miami. Uh, We hopefully are going to start a chapter here in the Port St. Lucie area um also part of rising tide society so that's our goal coming up within the next few months once we fully get settled into this area we want to start a chapter up here and we we saw so many benefits in being the part of the rising tide society in miami that we want to go ahead and we wanted to bring it here to this area because we built such great connections and such great friendships in that area that we wanted to bring that over here to this area because there's no group actually for a rising tide Society well, that looks out perfect that's perfect yeah so hopefully we get to do that within the next few months once we really get settled in and everything you know kind of starts working out over here um and then uh, that's what we want to do so hopefully that can happen
1: That's super awesome. That's like already on your mind that you want to build the community up where you are versus just being where you are. So that's super awesome. Absolutely. So since you guys have just moved, which is awesome, what challenges have you found in relocating while owning a small business?
3: Well, I guess I'll answer that one. Um, I, I think it's pretty much starting all over. In a way, even though, like she said, we're still shooting weddings in Miami, and, and we're starting to market like up north, in the Orlando area. But um, I would say it's, it's getting our names out, you know, out there in this uh, in this area. Um, you know, connecting with new vendors and, and meeting new people. You know, it's, it's it's always a challenge because you're new to the area, and then you have to start you know, searching for for venues and vendors and whatnot. And, I think that's probably the main challenge right now. Um, like my like Chris said, we've only been here for three weeks so we haven't had Done much. We, haven't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't had the opportunity to do much, but we already started emailing you know, vendors and, and emailing different venues. But um, it's always a challenge. I know it was a challenge down in Miami to meet new people and then once we we got the the ball rolling. Then we decided to move. But <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say,
0: how long were you in business um, down in Miami? Almost five Almost
3: years. Almost five
0: years. Yeah, yeah. so you are probably just like hitting that sweet spot, huh? Well, yeah, <laughs> but
2: you know, we we but life
3: happens. And yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, and like like she said, we're still going down there. We we're still, we're still marketing down there. So I don't, we don't feel like we. We completely relocated our, our business, cause yeah. since we, we have connections down there, and we still shooting weddings down there. Where it's, it's, it hasn't felt like that, but now we obviously want to shoot more weddings up here, and we want to connect with new vendors up here. So that's it. I, I know it's going to be a challenge, but we're up for it. You know, we we did it down there. I know we can do it here. And um, and yeah, when you when we're we're passionate, we're both really passionate about the community and about the business. So. I know we're gonna put our heart into it, so we'll be fine.
0: Yeah, and you're gonna come, you come do some weddings in. You're gonna come do some weddings in Orlando, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, we we've actually just started marketing in Orlando. We already booked one wedding over there um, for okay. November of next year. Uh, but that's where we're trying to to go since Port St. Lucie is literally halfway between Miami and Orlando, right. exactly two hours between both. Uh, we don't mind driving, so we'll drive up there. Uh, Orlando, we have family and friends up there that we can stay with, so we're trying now to market into uh, the Port St. Lucie, Stewart, uh, Jensen Treasure Beach, the, it's called the Treasure Coast. Mm. Uh, we're marketing in this area. Which would obviously be a lot closer for us, um, and we're also starting to market in Orlando, trying to get our name out there. You know, visit up there, talk to venues, vendors, and stuff like that. So um, that's the process. That's probably like Vic was saying, the biggest challenge is like connecting with people, because we've already built such strong relationships in Miami over the past almost five years. But I think we can do it. I mean, we're we're pretty sociable, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I would say so.
0: I would say so. You definitely are community leaders and you know starting a Rising Tide Society chapter is no joke. Especially like I don't know if um, all of them are like as active as others, but yours was incredibly active um there's just like a lot that you were doing so i know that you're still like involved in your chapter down there um and obviously you're talking about starting a new chapter um in port st lucie so i want to know what made you decide to take on that responsibility of starting a chapter and what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced like when you were first starting and what are you going to be doing maybe differently this time when you're starting a chapter
2: yeah well i we were there from the first meeting of the miami chapter but we weren't the leaders we didn't take over until october uh another amazing photographer uh in miami her name is courtney jones she's actually the first rising tide leader in the miami chapter um and then she handed us over kind of handed the reins over to us in october of last year and we took it over and we kind of like hit the ground running we said you know what we need to build this group more we need to um get more people involved with it because we wanted a place that felt like home that felt like a family and that's you know that's something that we strive for and Um, we've read a lot of books and heard a lot of people talking about, um, I don't know if you've read Dale Carnegie's book, how to win friends and influence people. It's a, it's a really great book. And in that book, he talks about how people really just want to feel like they're cared about. And that's what we wanted to bring to the table when we took over the group for people to really feel like they were cared about, that they were loved. We wanted it to feel like a family so we took it over in october of last year and obviously we love the idea of community over competition something that we strongly believed in In the ideals of the rising tide society of like there's enough people getting married there's enough vendors there's enough clients there's enough of us to go around i don't need to hide from you my secrets or what i do that gets me booked i don't need to keep that you know to myself there's enough people and there's enough um you know, for example, us that we're in the wedding market, there's enough people getting married on a Saturday that everyone can shoot a wedding and it's just fine. Like I can give you referrals. I can tell you, you know, I found this new location, like, come with me, try shooting there, you know, and I, at least that's, you know, how we felt, both of us, the way we run our business, we believe there's enough resources and enough um venues and enough clients to go around so we strongly believed in that you are not my competition but we are community and we can help lift each other up so when we took over in october it was obviously a challenge because the group was relatively you know still relatively new i think it had only been around for a year um and then we took over and we you know it's just getting people to become involved because miami is a big city so a lot of vendors you know have been you know kind of I guess they would shy away from that community of, you know, afraid of people stealing their ideas. They were afraid of, you know, losing clients to other people. Like, oh, if I teach them what I do, then they're going to go ahead and snatch away all of my clients. But, you know, breaking that kind of like mentality. And, you know, having people become involved, fighting the idea that most people want to just come in and take your clients, that's not what it's about, really. There's enough people, like I said, to go around. So spreading the idea of the community, I think, was one of the biggest challenges, Uh, especially in Miami, that is such a big city. There are already people with, like, really tight-knit, like communities like oh I only work with this florist or I only work with this photographer kind of breaking that mentality of like no we're all friends <laughs> let's just all be friends and spread the love so I think that was probably one of the the biggest challenges that we faced in Miami and in starting a chapter here in Port St. Lucie we're just going to kind of come at it with a mentality of you know, love and caring for people and making them feel like they're welcome, part of a group, that it's a family. So there are some groups over here already that, you know, it's like Facebook groups and things like that. But we wanna make sure that, you know, when we start our group, the facebook groups are for photographers only so we kind of want to make sure that it's across the board for every vendor friend you know no matter what they do whether it's involved in weddings or not but that they feel loved that they feel welcomed you know so that's kind of the place that we're coming at at it with um when we start a group over here up in the port st Lucie area
1: that's super awesome i really love that
0: i was saying i love that like you don't just focus on like weddings and that sort of thing because when i was shooting weddings like I did feel like, okay, there's all these groups and there's, you know, so many people and different ways to get involved. But then when I, you know, switched over to branding, like not only was there like not really anything for that, but they're also just like, if you weren't involved in weddings, it's just kind of like, everyone's like, okay, okay bye. Like I, we can't help each other. Like there's nothing to say. Um, so I really love that, like, I mean, going to your group like I really feel like I did um, see someone from kind of like every field which was fantastic especially that there were a lot of bakers because I became Mm -hmm. friends with all of them
2: (laughs) (laughs) so that they can make me food. They're some of our favorite people too I'm like you want to make a cake for the beating? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I will test any recipe. Okay
0: let me follow you on Instagram okay who made this and those are the people that I'm like I kind of talk to those people the most because I love food so you know. So,
2: So those were like our favorite people.
1: Oh my goodness. So besides getting awesome recipes and cake at meetings and having a beautiful community, what are some other benefits for being involved or even leading out a Rising Tide Society chapter?
2: Definitely, I would say the biggest benefit has been the relationships and the friendships that we've built. I have had, we have built such great friendships, like people that not only are vendor friends, let's say like, oh, I work with you and you work with me and that's cool, we shot a wedding together, bye, but friends that I can like actually reach out to and be like, hey, I'm going through this, this and this, you know, this is a situation that happened with a client, can you give me feedback, um, you know, just life in general, like some of the first people I told that we were moving were our friends from the Rising Tide Society chapter in Miami, I told them, hey, you know, I have some big news, we're moving, we're so excited about it this and this and this and you know telling them the whole process those are some of the first people that i reached out to because those are people i truly consider friends truly value their opinion so the friendships that we've built and the relationships that we built i'd say has been the biggest benefit in not only being part of the chapter but leading it uh, obviously All the all the 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 awesome people that we get to meet and interact with and just we love meeting people. That's something Vic and I love to do. We love to hear people's stories and meet new people and you know um, and the fact that we got to meet all these new people each and every month because you know you always have new faces rotating through there. So you know for a while we didn't have bakers. So when we had a few bakers come in, we're like, yay, cake! So we would to there and be like, yay, we have people that can make food now and people we can recommend. Um, so just meeting people from like all walks of life, you know, all different backgrounds and with different stories. We love that. Um, but I would really say the, the thing that we took away the most from our Rising Side Society chapter was the friendships, the true genuine relationships and people that we love and we still talk to, even though we've moved two hours away, we still text each other. We still keep in contact because we love these people and we really consider them to be friends and people that we truly cherish.
0: I love that. I feel like I only have, like, two people in all of Orlando.
2: I feel that way about and
0: One of them is sitting next to me. (laughs) And the other one's Melissa, which anybody that, like, listens often probably already put that together. Um, Yeah, I mean, when I felt that, like, I I know that you're being 100% genuine because it's, like, I went into that room and I really felt that. And, like, for someone like me, like, I have crippling anxiety, so I do not love going to, like, events. I don't like going to, like, any sort of get-togethers. And if it hadn't been, like, Erica that asked me personally to come speak, like, I would have been, like, no. Um, and I had just read Year of Yes, and so I was, like, I'm saying yes to everything. And so that's why I was, like, fine, I'll do it. Um, but walking into that room, it's just, like, everyone's, like, hi, Charisma. Hi, Charisma. It's so glad, Like, we're glad to have you here. And I'm, like, first of all, how do you even know me? Second of <laughs> all, like, everyone is so inviting. Like, every single person, like, stopped and hugged me, like, took the time to welcome me. And so it was just an environment that I was, like, oh, my goodness, like, if soon as i get the time like i'm coming like i'm more excited to go to your chapter than like the chapters that are like nearby just because it, it's so welcoming um so i want to ask like for people that are like me and just don't like, it's not, I don't wanna say I don't love meeting new people, but I like <coughs> meeting people one at a time <laughs> in like a quiet coffee shop where it's like not stressful for me, but like for people like me, what are ways to become more active like in the community? And then for people like you that are looking to like maybe become a leader, like what are some tips for someone who wants to, you know, step in, into a leadership role in the
3: community? Uh, well, I actually think the main thing is to to reach out, you know, to reach out to to good groups and people, and, and you know, you have to take that extra step, I would say, um, because you know, people, usually people are not gonna come to you. You gotta go up to them, especially when you don't know people, and that's what we're trying to do here as well. Um, and, and just try to make friends, you know, whether it's one at a time, whether it's but <laughs> at the same time, you know, but at least take that that step. And, and and just, you know, just try to meet new people and get involved and, and just, you know, take, I would say, yeah, take that extra, extra mile. I mean, go the extra mile to try to reach those people or those groups in your area, if there is groups in your area. And if there isn't any group, like, at least try to reach out. Because something that we did in Miami before the Rising Tide is that we would just go on, like, different... Uh, Different websites like Bar and Blue, uh, Donut, like places like that. and We would just reach out. We just reach out to different wedding photographers or people in the in our same in, in, the, in the same industry. And we would just email them. We would invite them to you know to to go get a cup of coffee, coffee or donuts or whatever <laughs> the case is, or food because we love food. Yeah. Um, but just reach out, you know. Just you know, whether there's a group or not, you know. There's always a, a, a chance. There's always someone out there that is waiting. Because um, one thing that and the reason why we started doing that even before the rising times, because we felt when we first started, we felt we felt alone. We felt like no one. Oh, are we connected? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just heard a noise. <laughs> and
2: just my Sorry, guys. you <laughs> are fine. We hear you. As we just heard the sky's always like boop 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 we were like uh did we get disconnected <laughs> No, we totally hear you
3: sorry okay um, but what I was, yeah what i was saying what i was saying is that when we first started we felt like we were alone we felt that we since we didn't know anyone we had no connections we just we felt like oh how, we were asking ourselves how come nobody would reach out or how come we don't know anyone and we're like maybe the problem is us maybe we need to go the extra extra mile and maybe we need to email some people and and just try to connect with them and that's how everything started that's how we started meeting people that that's actually how we met the, and like she mentioned corny which was the the first leader at the the mammy group we actually reached out to her uh, to her through email and we invited her to coffee and we clicked right away and then that's when everything how everything started with the whole rising tide so we already knew her before the rising tide came came along so that's the main thing just reach out and and just
2: yeah try to make thing, friends yeah one thing though that we we like to tell people is sometimes you reach out and you won't hear anything back and unfortunately some people well, you'll you hear know crickets. yeah you'll <laughs> hear, you're will you like hello but did my email go through check your set box you're like it says it's sad um, but sometimes people just don't. Um, there, there are going to be people that don't respond. You know, you'll send out eight, nine, ten emails, and maybe one person will get back to you. But you know, we always encourage people and say, you know, don't give up. You know, you keep fighting, and even if one person answers back, you invite that one person to coffee, connect with them, and then you'll start meeting people that are just like them and and also believe the same thing that you believe. You know, um, not to give up, and then to answer like your other question about, you know, how do you kind of um, get into that leadership role? In my case, I was kind of like, Thrown into it, not in a bad way, but like she was like, hey, you know, listen, I I can't be the leader anymore for X Y reason. There were some personal things uh, going on for her, but she was like, so you guys can do it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> in that case, yes, you know. But if you feel that you have something to offer people, just I the way I see it is just go for it. You know, the worst thing that can happen is you know. I don't know that you only get a few people, but even if you just make two or three connections, those connections could be of great value to your business and your personal life. You don't have to know 20, you know, different people. You don't have to have 20 people in order to be a leader. You just have to, you know, have one person that says, you know what, I love what you're doing. I'm gonna join you. And that's, you know, really what 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 matters in the long run, that you influence one people and you affect one person and you help one person get better at what they're doing. And that's really at least what we feel leadership is about. If I only help one person and if I've only been a positive influence to one person, then I'm okay with that, because I know that at least that one person is getting something from what I have to offer. And in order to be a leader you have to be willing to share not only the the good stuff but the bad stuff you know say hey i had a rough day today or hey you know this and this is what's going on in my life but i'm going to push through and i'm going to fight through um whatever it is so being an inspiration is really important and just you know if if you feel that tug towards becoming a leader in your local community my personal opinion is just go for it just put yourself out there and at least one person hopefully will come back and say you know what i feel you i i I love what you're coming from, so let's connect and let's get together.
0: I kind of love that you were thrown into it because I really think that sometimes, you know, half of being successful is just taking opportunities when they present themselves. Um, so I love that it just kind of came about organically and like you're like, yes, I'm going to step up to the plate and do this and fill this need. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah, of times, I, I think that's what leadership
1: is. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And I also love um, Vic, that you said, take the extra step because I think a lot of pe- well, a lot of people, most people yeah. that I know, <laughs> that especially when they become entrepreneurs and especially creative entrepreneurs, they get into the place where they're like, "Well, nobody's asked me for coffee yet," and I just announced on Instagram that I am full time, and it's like that's not <laughs> uh,
0: that's not how it works. <laughs> that's literally like a definition of me because back <laughs> when like I first started, like for years, I'm like, I don't get it. Like I'm blogging, I'm like. Out out here, awesome. why is no one why emailing do you, like, and me? I people that have like their like business besties and their blogger besties, and I'm like, why don't I know anyone? Yeah. And it took like for me though, like I ask like one person to coffee a year, so I'm like, maybe I need to step up my game. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: yes. yeah. Like,
0: and it's only been two people that I've asked, and they've well three, and they all three said yes, but it's been like three over
2: like an eight year period. So I'm like, maybe yeah, yeah, I need to,
1: like, do step you have up to, to definitely. <laughs>
2: Steps, baby steps. Do what you can. You know, yeah.
3: once a year, maybe, maybe up to twice a year. Yeah. <laughs> look at you. Look at you. And, and if instead of coffee, you say donuts. I bet you like at least five people. Look. <laughs> yeah.
1: Look. Go to Valhalla at yeah, any time. Yeah, we have some good donut spots here. Um, when we'll you guys are in Orlando, yeah, I was gonna say we yeah. need to go out for donuts. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, donuts Great are like food. our favorite
2: food. It's oh my available. goodness. That's... My parents don't love it, but I do. <laughs> look.
1: Uh, talk to me about it. So what? <laughs> What led you guys on this, you know, career path to becoming photographers?
3: Well, um, that's actually a, it's, it's a long story, which I'm going to try to make short.
0: You don't have to make it short. It's a good story. I like it. I mean, I don't like it, but you're going to say it moves me. I'm really say that. <laughs> oh, my word. I got it. Got it.
3: Um, well, in, my, in our case, I, I was the first one that started photography. I. I, I always say this because it's funny. I never, never in my life, like I never would have thought that I was going to become a photographer. I never paid attention to photography. I never <laughs> liked holding a camera in my hands to take it, nothing. It just, I, it, it never crossed my mind. And, and in, 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 our case, uh, well, back then, in my case, you know, I'm a believer. You know, I, I truly believe in God. And, and, and in my case, you know, I remember, uh, I spending a. Uh, about a year or two years just praying and asking God to guide me, to show me something because I was going to school and I didn't like what I was doing and I, I was studying just to do it, uh, but nothing, I, I didn't feel passionate about anything, I when I was little I thought I was going to be, become a baseball player but it didn't work <laughs> and I, I just, you know, I felt lost in, 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 in my early 20s. And, and I remember I would just pray and ask God to show me something and then out, uh, out of nowhere, you know, I, I had a point-and-shoot camera that ended up getting messed up. And I remember exchanging that for a DSLR camera, like the very basic one, the, the beginner's one. And, and I started taking pictures just, just us, you know, families and, and like our family and, and, and uh, my girlfriend at the time. Me, Which was crazy, not
2: another one. I was
0: gonna say, uh, I hope that you are, because if not, I, like I made a face.
3: <laughs> you're like I don't like that girl. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, so that's how that's how everything started. And then after a few weeks, I, I just I realized that I, I I was loving it. I was loving taking pictures, and I was like, man, like this is something that I see myself doing. And I, you know, I began doing research. I began to look up videos on YouTube and and different online workshops and things like that. And I, I remember telling myself, you know what, instead of watching TV, I'm gonna watch a tutorial, I'm gonna watch a, a YouTube video or something. So that's how I would spend my, my days after, at the time I had a full-time job as well. So after, you know, at night, I would just go on the computer, I would watch videos, I would practice. And, and that's how everything started. I fell in love with it and and I just ran with it um at the beginning I pretty much did a little bit of everything like most photographers you know I I tried doing families children newborns uh, couples and all that stuff but towards after I would say like about a year I started realizing that I wasn't into children photography that I wasn't into um, newborns you know things like that and I started leaning more towards couples and towards uh, weddings so that's how everything that's how everything started uh I and then what about it was when we got married that that the the chrissy joined me she i don't know if she wants to yeah we got
2: we got married so all the while like he you know i was his girlfriend at the time when i saw him like struggling like he didn't know what he wanted to do um and i'm actually a full-time teacher and i do wedding photography with vic Um, But I always knew since I was 17, I said, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a teacher. So I always knew. But then I'm watching him and he is like struggling and I see him struggling. Um, He has no idea what he wants to do. He has no identity. He's like, what? I don't know what to do. He tried like computer programming, then he tried like business and I'm, you know, watching him and he's like, I don't like any of this. This, nothing is really, nothing's clicking, nothing's, you know, making him happy, you know, and all the while like him, I'm, you know, we're both believers, so at the time, I'm sitting there and while he's praying. I'm praying too. I'm like, Lord, show him what what he's supposed to do in life. Because you know, like, what a lot of people, you know, they're they're defined by their career. Yeah. And especially when you're in your early twenties and you don't know what you want to do, it's kind of like, in not in, not now I don't see it like that, but in a sense, some people could see it as like, oh, shameful. Like, how do you not know what you want to do for the rest of your life? You're twenty something years old. You're <laughs> supposed to have it all figured out, apparently. Um, <laughs> So, I would see him, and I would see that he was struggling and really fighting, and he couldn't find what he loved. So, um, photography came along, and then I saw, and I noticed it right away, like, how much he fell in love with it. He caught the bug, and it hit him hard, and he fell in love, like, big time with oh, it. So, you know, he would, I would go over, you know, to his house when we were dating, and, you know, I'd be like, oh, let's watch TV. He's like, no, I gotta watch this training. and I'm like, oh, Okay. <laughs> I was like all right. and at that point I had no interest in photography either I didn't even I was like oh I'm going to be a teacher for the rest of my life like I'll retire a teacher so um, I sit and watch TV and he'd be on you know whatever Kelby training watching the stuff and I was like alright cool you do your thing Um, but then when we got married and he started shooting weddings and portraits we got married in March of 2012 so when he started shooting I would just sit at home and I'd be like man I'm really bored like I got nothing to do here so that he would take me as an assistant, kind of, and I would like carry bags and stuff and we would do photo shoots and sometimes drop the bags, but you know, that's a good <laughs> story. Um, God, I don't talk about that. We're not gonna
1: talk about <laughs> Just how I erase it, filters. erase it, it never yeah. happened.
2: Oh yeah, just, it's okay, it's cool. <laughs> Thank God it, the, the camera lens had a filter on it, nothing Oof. broke but Oof. the filter, but um, that's a whole other story. So, um, you know, I would spend a lot of time, you know, by myself and I was like, man, like this sucks, you know? So we would go and then a friend of ours said, you know what, let me let you borrow my camera and, you know, see if you like it. And I was like, okay, cool. We had to shoot like two weeks later. Um, so I said, all right, babe, teach me everything you know in two weeks. So he gave me a crash course. He was like, this is how you do this, this, and this. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a lot of stuff to take in all at once but i took i went on him uh, with him to that session we took the pictures i got like one good picture and i was like this is it i am a photographer <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> yes <laughs> the best day ever i love uh, it but, but that good picture was like by accident cuz i really had no idea what i was doing i love like, that huh? but then um, after that he started teaching me more and more and as we started going on more shoots I caught the bug too and I completely fell in love with it and um, then in December of 2012 we shot our first wedding together uh, like officially like as a husband and wife team and then that very next year in 2013 you know we changed our whole business we kind of like rebranded and became Christy and Vic photography and ever since then we've been doing it together Um, We love doing it together. We love being a husband and wife team. Uh, And it's been something that's been the biggest blessing. Now, something that I thought, you know, was going to be, I thought I was going to be teaching forever. And, you know, now we're working towards me being in full-time. Photography as well because it's something that we both love so much and we are so happy both doing it. You know, I was we were talking about it the other day that after a wedding, I of course we're exhausted because we worked eight hours, but my heart is so full. I am so happy leaving a wedding. I'm like beaming and radiant. I'm like, oh my god, this is the best day ever! I love this, you know. So, um, it's something that that we really love and and we would have never in a million years thought that we'd be a husband and wife running photography team. And we are, and we are just so happy that God has led us down this path. And, you know, it's just, it's been a great experience.
0: I just really, really love that you had no idea that you were going to go into this career because I feel like so many creatives and artistic people are like, Oh, like I picked up my first camera when I was six years old. And, you know, like that's like like so many like bios and abouts are like that. And I feel like it kind of like sets his tone as if, like, oh, well, you can't just, like, decide to, like, learn a skill and go into another field. So I love that, like, it's something that, you know, you did a little bit later and you weren't sure of and you took the time to find. And the, that's the thing is, like, your work speaks for itself. So it's like somebody may have picked up the camera and they were six, but I'm like, I look at your work and I'm like, I like there's literally, like, nowhere to improve. Like, I don't know what y'all are going to do next because I'm like, it's literally perfection. <laughs> I um, so I just, I really love that. And then I also love that, like, Cause I feel like when you're looking at most like husband and um wife photography teams it's normally like the opposite it's normally like the one yeah. starts first and then she's mm-hmm. like you have to shoot with me um, so I really like you know what I mean like you kind of get that vibe and I think that um especially like when it comes to weddings and of course like this is not always the case but I feel like a lot of times like it's um, the wife that like loves weddings more and then guys will often love like the technical side of it so I love that you really found weddings Vic like on your own and found that that was something you loved and were passionate about and that like you know in your case like the wife came along after the fact I kind of love that
2: yeah yeah, it's a little different than the traditional like husband and wife teams. At least of all the ones that we've seen. Yes. It, you know, like you said, the girl gets it first, and she's like, "I love weddings." Now you're coming with me. Yeah. Like, I'm hijacking you. You're coming with me, and we're gonna do this together. Um, so yeah, it's a little different than most. You know, most people think um, because I don't know if it's because my name comes first, like in our in our. Um, our like logo and our our business I name, I, yeah i don't but really
3: think it's that i think it's like she said it's just made the majority of couples and mm-hmm. it's usually to the, the girl that starts first
2: yeah when i'm like hey i'm the second shooter they're like oh really i'm like yeah i'm not the main person yeah no i mean
3: and even when we when we got married i really thought i was gonna do this alone <laughs> and, I, and i was okay with it because i loved i love that that much but you know i guess i'm just lucky that she came along and she loved it and, and now she I mean I, I don't see myself doing this by myself. That's awesome. Now, back then I was yeah, I was fine with it but but now now it's it's like wow, it's it's a to to us it's a blessing. You know, it's yeah. a blessing yeah. that we get to do this together and, and we can help each other in, in different areas. Well,
2: oh, no.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Vic, you're very lucky because I can't get my husband to like pick up a camera properly. Don't,
1: don't at shame all.
0: him. <laughs> I will shame him because I tell him all the time I'm like, all I want you to do is to be able to, like, take decent photos so that one day when we have children, like, I can have photos of my children. Because right now we have, like, godchildren, and he has beautiful images of himself with, like, all our godkids. <laughs> and I'll capture, like, all these sweet little moments. And, like, people are probably like, oh, Charisma must not like her godchildren very much. I'm like, no, I love them, but, like, I don't have anyone to take photos of us together. Um. So, yeah, so I'm just, like, I need him to, like, learn before we have our own kids so that it's not just, our house isn't just covered in photos of, like, just my husband and the kids
2: yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) so
0: besides being able to take pictures of your future babies (laughs) as a couple what do you think are the benefits of being able to photograph weddings together
2: well definitely um we've been doing it for a while already so i kind of i feel like we already know who does what (laughs) how we we know how to flow together we know you know you do this i do like we have our set um what's the word i'm looking for like, uh, oh my goodness, I lost the word. Set duty, set schedule? Yes, that's yeah. The set, like, duties, duty. exactly duty. what we're gonna do. Uh, we know exactly who's gonna do what. We know who oh, roles. That's the word I was looking for. We know our roles in our business, and when we photograph weddings together, we know who does what. Uh, we, we're really able to feed off of each other. You know, if he's you know struggling, let's say, or if he's got a moment where he's like blanked out, I can jump in and be like, "All right, we're gonna do this next, and we're gonna do that." And you know i kind of work with more of like the communication like the timelines and you know i make sure the day runs smoothly i'm like all right it's three o'clock we got to move on to the next thing all right we got and you know he's obviously since he's the primary shooter he poses a couple he does all that stuff um while i'm also i feel like the fact that i'm a girl kind of also helps the bride be more at ease you know i can be there with her when she's getting ready and things like that so i feel like it's definitely something that is a benefit the fact that we are a husband and wife team and we've been working together for so long we know who does what when to do it how we work together you know and and we're able to build that relationship so wedding days run very smoothly because we know exactly what's expected of each of us
0: And I'm like, I'm very curious. And this is not a question we discussed ahead of time. But to get all up in your personal life, I'm wondering, are you the type of couple that um, like can be together 24 seven and like never feel like you need a break? Or do you kind of feel like after weddings, you're like, okay, we need some like alone, like personal space time?
2: Is it super uh, cheesy that we're like the twenty four seven? No, people? it's not. It's it's,
0: it's funny because the reason I ask is because that's how my husband and I are. Like we don't work together, and when we're at work, we just text each other all day, and it's like I miss you so much. And, and then he's, he's a teacher. <laughs> he's a teacher, so during the summer he's home twenty four seven. So when I'm sitting there working from home, like he's sitting next to me like all day, just like you know keeping himself occupied with like TV or reading or whatever. So if we could like not be apart, like we would. Like I wish that um, I could hire him. <laughs>
2: Right, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's the same, like, I don't yeah, it's the same feel same like with we us. need breaks, no. like, no, I'm like, no. yeah, I'm also, since I'm a teacher, I'm also home for the summer, so, I just sit here next to him, and I, you know, I answer emails, and I do that side of the business, but I love, like, we love being together, it's as cheesy as it sounds, we absolutely love being together, like, during wedding days, after wedding days, during the week, it's cheesy. But I
1: like it. They're dead every, day. <laughs> every day, all the
0: time. <laughs> that is fun. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you, and you and David are like, together a lot. Uh, yeah, because
1: I mean, I work with my husband. We all own our own business, but we do a lot of different things. We actually just sat down and, and went over because we have like thirteen clients right now, um, and they're just so different in so many different things. And so it's just like we we we'll come together, and then we work, and then we work separately. He works at night, mostly. I work in the yeah, morning. Yeah, David works, like, all uh, night. We, because when yeah. I wake
0: up in the morning, it's like he's just stopped, like, yeah.
1: working. <laughs> we have totally different schedules, like, completely. Um, but we were able to manage this business together for the past... And a kid. Eight years-ish. So, I, like, I if we were on the same schedule, I don't think we would things would get we wouldn't have the width that we do the bandwidth that we do because we can just I mean international and we we cover all time zones the two of us (laughs) it's (laughs) fantastic uh that's funny um, so what is some of the challenging parts of being a wedding photographer? Because weddings, like all events in life, do not go exactly as planned. So I'm no, sure there are some not. things from a photographer's expect perspective that people who are planning weddings or are getting married or things like that would love to know what are some things that you guys run into that you know you, sometimes you can't avoid or sometimes you can't avoid.
3: Yeah, um, as far as challenges, it's... Uh, I would say, at the, especially when we first started, uh, one of the main challenges was keeping everything like uh, on time, because, you know, mm-hmm. most, the majority of people, they only get married once, at least, <laughs> <laughs> at least our couples, in most of them, it's, it's their first wedding. Yeah, or they're mostly still married, so. Wedding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so at the beginning, since, since, since we didn't know any better, uh, a lot of Things will run late, or things would not be, you know, things would wouldn't go as planned because we we didn't know and we and we didn't take time to educate the, the, our clients. So now that we know and we have the experience, we, we like to, to be involved in the whole process, like like said, like in the timeline and all that stuff, so that so that everything can run s- s- smoother. Because like you know, like I said, they don't know certain things that might happen. They don't know because you know, being the first time planning a wedding, they usually don't know things. But we do because we this is what we do so that was probably the main challenge of the, at the beginning i remember there would be i remember we shoot, we shot a wedding that the, the i think was like the ceremony started like an hour two hours late oh, and it, it was just so stressful for everyone not just for us but for 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 the bride and the groom and, but now i feel like we we are at a, at a point that everything at least nine eight out of ten i would say things run on time and if it's late it's like maybe 10 15 minutes which is normal yeah but that's right. because we've taken the time to educate our clients we send them a bridal guide when when they book with us and, and, and just to help them to you know figure out the whole day we help them with the timeline we help we tell them you know well what are the best times for portraits what are the mm-hmm. best time for 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 you know getting ready and and and, and things like that and um
2: I mean, also, I think, like he was saying at the beginning, it was definitely more challenging. Uh, so for the people that are listening, that it's like, you know, you've only been doing this for a year or two, it's okay, we've all been there, we've all done that, we've all struggled with clients, you know, and, and things like that. But um, I think now that I feel like You know since we have had taken the time and it's been a few years that we've been able to educate you know our clients and things like that the challenges are less you know because we've you know educated them and I feel like that's like the number one thing Mm -hmm. as far as that can help you if you feel like you know your clients aren't really Getting where you are coming from or they don't understand this this and this sometimes it's just because they don't know They've never gotten married before they've never planned a wedding. So they're like, you know, what's going on? What's happening? You know, where am I? You know, a lot of them (laughs) Some of them aren't good under pressure. So, you know, they they kind of freak out But if you educate them and you know, you tell them You know this and this is how you know these are the best times this is what you should do and you are involved it kind of helps the wedding day uh, run smoother not to say that everything is like daisies and roses for us you know um, just the other day we shot a wedding that was you know a little bit challenging for us you know we still get you know certain situations and things like that it's like a whole long story that I don't want to get into but there are still challenges that come up all the time you know you have to deal with family members of the couple that sometimes aren't as nice as the couple is so yes. we love our couples we've been blessed with amazing couples but sometimes your families aren't as nice as them so you have to be politically correct you have to be kind at all times you have to have a big smile on your face even when you know sometimes you don't feel like it so those are some things that can be challenging about wedding photography, you know, aside from everything else that's like, you know, you got to keep in mind the lighting and the posing and making sure the client feels comfortable in front of the camera. Um, you know, editing them after, getting the gallery to them. All of those things can be little challenges that everybody faces as a wedding photographer. Um, but these are things you overcome and you get used to and you become more, uh, with experience, it becomes easier and they become less challenging. So that's. I mean, I. I feel like all that happens. You know, with experience, it gets better.
0: Yeah, I feel like education is so important, like mm-hmm. in the wedding industry, but like yeah. just in general, like yep. any clients, I feel like it makes your life so much easier because, like now, it's like I educate my clients like from day one. Like this is what's going to be happening with you know, the process of like you know getting this new brand identity, and like this is what's going to be mm-hmm. happening from day one, and week by week, day by day. Like here's what's happening, and of course, like. There are still times when even with something like that, which is much more controlled than a wedding, like there are still times when things go off schedule because a client might like, you know, run into something or change their mind about something. Like recently a client whose site I'm working on, um, she decided that she wants to add a video and it's kind of mm-hmm. like more of a last minute thing because we've already set out the timeline and the schedule, but it's like, it's no big deal. We can just adjust it. But it's good because right. she already knows like, okay, well then we're going to be, you know, off by a few days like from our normal schedule and it's not it doesn't become this big thing of like oh my god well how come we're not you know doing it on the day that you said blah 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 uh, mm-hmm. so I definitely think that you know educating it ahead of time is so big yeah. that's so important and I, I know a lot of people now are putting um in their contracts that they're like I will not speak to your family about anything to do with your wedding just because that is kind of like I feel yeah. like that is one you of the You have to have a point of contact and exactly. I feel like
1: that's the same in design um, when we're yeah. working with a large company especially like an enterprise level company we have one point of contact mm-hmm. we put that in our contracts just because having several different people come up to you and especially I'm sure right. at a wedding in the middle of your work they're like oh by the way could you take a picture of my son because he's two yeah. and he's really adorable and he's you know <laughs> have auditions at- Disney World for this thing you know I'm sure you run into that all the time so it's like really being able to shift through that I mean I'm sure all creatives we all run into this problem it's also uh, just the education like you said and I really love that you said because people don't know like my wedding was the first wedding I ever went to like I didn't go to weddings like nobody got married in my family I did I just didn't and I was also I got married in my teens so nobody was married yet everybody was in college and doing stuff so I, I didn't know what wedding things were I went to YouTube and looked some stuff up but it's still YouTube was not even that old yeah, so yeah. it's like you just read books and figure it out and throw it together and, and that's why I had a small wedding and didn't hire a photographer because I was not going to come up and <laughs> ruin someone's life with my inexperience and terrible <laughs> knowledge of all things um, oh so yeah, that for, you take for a time. lot of
0: people, it is their first wedding, or, or, or I mean, like or if you, you know, maybe they've been to like a few. But when you're going as a guest, it's so different than going your own vendor.
1: wedding. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's like when you're going as a guest, you're like, yay, free food, alcohol, dancing. Like, yeah, you're it's not, like a like, party pay attention for to the you. timeline. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're just waiting for people to tell you. <laughs> you don't even when it's know time when to people get out. take
1: pictures. You don't know when they yeah, go out and take not portraits not or any of that. Like you don't, you're not aware because usually, if you're not in the wedding party, you just are there for yeah food. Like unless you're like
0: weird, like me when I was 11 and my uncle got married I definitely followed the wedding photographer around like as an 11 year old and I'm like this is so awesome Um, so (laughs) I'm like super weird Um, but kind of like the opposite of Vic like I kind of knew what I wanted to do you know back then and then changed my mind and and did something else so and now I'm like I don't want to like go near weddings
1: so <laughs> you're like weddings
0: bye, bye. and it's funny because I, I mean, I love wedding vendors. Like I, I have a lot of friends that are wedding vendors and I, I really love that community. But like, I just don't like the way that you just spoke about, like how you feel after you shoot a wedding. Like I lit up when you spoke about it because I was like, oh, that's so great. But I'm like, I don't feel that way. And that's <laughs> that per, for me personally. That's why I don't shoot weddings, because I think. Um, for a lot of people it is the most important day of your life I think that it's it's a large investment it's the coming together of two families and I think unless someone feels the way about you guys do when you just spoke then they should not shoot weddings i strongly believe that
2: absolutely no i totally agree with that because it's it's up weddings are are a beast that's what we yes you know there's a lot of you know people that have come up to us and they're like oh you know i'm just starting photography and i love your weddings and i'd love to shoot weddings i'm like do one first and then come back to us yeah yeah girl it's a lot it's a lot of pressure it's a lot of like if you miss the first kiss, that's it. You miss the first kiss. Yeah, yeah. And you're dead to
1: everyone. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like, for me, yeah. it's
0: like. Portraits, boudoir, I love it. Weddings, I'm like no. <laughs> yeah,
2: if if you do portraits, like you're like, oh, um, okay, you guys can kiss again. Yeah, exactly. you can't sit there and be like Wait a couple down, be like, kiss again. I kind of missed it. Yeah. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> or you or better it, yet, even if you <laughs> didn't miss it, but somebody just jumps in front of your shot because they oh, want gosh. to get the kiss. Oh, with
2: that. Don't yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that you've look. This some is of triggering
1: that. for the like. This is triggering. <laughs> We're moving on. We're moving so, on. So
2: speaking of... Yes, you don't want to get me started. Oh, on that like giant iPad in front of you. Yes. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs>
0: so speaking of education, um, you recently started teaching photography lessons to anybody who's really interested, which is awesome. So what has that experience been like for you?
3: Uh, it, well, it's been amazing. It, even though we've, we've done we've done like, a few coaching sessions and then we recently did a workshop back in actually last month Mm -hmm. um it's been amazing because i remember when i first started uh back that was in 2009 back then it wasn't that common to for people to do workshops or coaching Mm -hmm. sessions and things like that so for me it was hard it was hard because i wanted to learn i wanted to learn fast and and there wasn't that many uh, it it wasn't there wasn't pretty uh, at least in our area there wasn't anyone that i knew of Doing workshops or, or coaching sessions or, or things like that. So I uh, I remember back then I I, would, uh, I was I would, I felt like like I said at the beginning I felt uh, like kind of like lonely in a way as far as that like I felt like alone like I had no help I had no no mentor I had nothing and and I remember back then I'm like well eventually when I learn I want to teach people and mm-hmm. I want to help others to you know to get. To get to to where they wanna where to the way they wanna go as, as far as business as far as photography. So now that we have the opportunity to do this, it's been amazing. It's been a blessing. It's been um, something that, that it, it's definitely it's been a dream. I know we just started and and we're gonna continue doing it because we love it and we love helping people. We love seeing people grow. We love seeing people just you know get excited about it because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people think that. Uh, for you like they see our pictures now and it's like oh they're amazing huh? like and and i know it's it, for for beginners it's it's it, it may seem hard to get there because they you know they they don't know they're not but, sure yeah. but once we show them that we also started somewhere and that if we were there once you know that they can also get to where we are now and it's just just seeing people like it just learn it and, and and get excited about it, it gets us excited and gets us, you know, just just even more passionate about helping others and, and, and teaching.
2: Yeah, we really love it. I mean, my first love is was teaching. That's what I thought I was going to do, you know, the rest of my life. I was going to be an elementary school teacher um, and I still am at this point. So I feel like teaching workshops is like combining the two things that I love the most, teaching and photography. Mm -hmm. And um, I love doing it and seeing people's faces like light up and be like, oh my gosh, that's how you do it. (laughs) Yes, Yes. the light light bulb moment. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, to me, that's like the the highest form of any kind of like, I, I get such a rush you like see their little eyes and they're like oh my gosh it all makes sense you're like yes i did it you, know, was this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> you know we've had it was so funny because we did a work actually a week before we moved we did our first photography workshop and um the people that were there the 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 attendees some of them were like that's been in my camera the entire time right like, yeah they're like oh my gosh i never knew it was there you know so and then just getting the feedback after has been so so filling so like amazing so rewarding you know that that getting the feedback of like I love this I can't believe you know thank you guys so much for everything and it's just that's our heart you know and that's kind of you know the direction we want to go in we you know we want to you know just we we love teaching people we love education and it just it makes us happy
1: I love that. Um, I actually retweeted from Corey House. He's like a designer developer, but he was talking about yesterday that he's never written like a conference talk or a blog post or anything without learning in the process. And I think that's a lot of the reason why I teach and why I do conference talks or why we do workshops is because I learn so much just pulling together all the resources that I need yes. to teach someone else. And it's so, like you said, liberating to hear someone take all this information and feel very excited and feel empowered and then they go out and do something in a way that they never thought they could before just because you had this knowledge on hand that you, I'm sure, learned from somebody else so just spreading the wealth of knowledge is um just a, such an important part of being creative and being a business owner and it's so great that you guys decided to take that on even with your busy schedules i know it's kind of hard but doing that really helps empower other people and it all goes back to what you're saying about creating community versus competition
2: mm-hmm. right Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Awesome. So you have moved. You are now workshop masters and everything. Uh, you guys are just the best Not people.
2: workshop masters.
1: Workshop masters. You just put it on and, Put it on your website.
0: You did one and now you are the king just, like, just get rid of everything on your website and just put workshop masters in yeah, exactly. all bold. All
1: bold. All bold. 72 points. Yes. Um, it's a busy, been a busy year and you're now getting settled. Um, what are some things that you guys have on the schedule upcoming year or upcoming quarter?
2: Um, well, first, it's getting settled in <laughs> our new city. I mean, we're pretty much settled, but we're building a house, so once our house is ready, we're going to have to go through that process of uh, decorating the house and all that. That stuff is fun. And moving uh, your stuff. I was going to say,
1: probably moving again.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, we're moving again, but thankfully, it's not a big haul because... You know, we're not moving cities and. Yeah, right. We put, a, we put a lot of our stuff in storage, but, you know, just taking it out of storage, taking the stuff that we have in our little apartment and moving it into the house and then the whole decorating process. So that's in the future. You know, we're going to continue shooting weddings, uh, like I said, back home in Miami. Um, And then hopefully we want to put on another workshop uh, sometime in September or October. We're looking at another workshop. We're not sure if to do it here or down in Miami. Probably in Miami because I feel like that's where we have the most influence. Right. Because that's we've really built our name. So we'll probably head down to Miami in September or October, do another workshop. um, And, um, you know, just continue doing what we're doing. And we're... We're really blessed and we're happy you know with our move and everything like that so that's kind of what the future holds
3: for yeah, us yeah at the same time we're working towards uh chrissy joining me full time because mm-hmm. so she's still, like she says, she's still a teacher right now but hopefully in the, in the next year or two hopefully one one
2: year one year that's
3: what we're, we're speaking uh, to hopefully <laughs> she, you know she'll be she will join me and we will both do this full time and
1: That, That would be the dream Yeah oh it totally happens Overnight like the thought of us When we started working we were like oh we'll never Be able to work full time Like both on this business that's funny And then I quit and then uh, it was only like a maybe a year and a little bit, a year and a half, and then my husband um, joined me full time, and it literally went by so quickly. And we also, you know, had a kid in that time, so it's like all those things sound like things that you should not do <laughs> while working for <by> yourself full time. <laughs> um, but I mean, it does it happen. So it may not even be a year. It honestly could be any time. So I really, especially since you guys are moving into the teaching space, I'm sure that and having three yeah. um, like uh, areas, yeah, that three, you're working, and, like that. Yeah, really you have three areas. You,
0: up, you have <laughs> movie was so smart because now you're you're essentially able to market to three areas and honestly if you're willing to tampa as well because it's just an extra hour from orlando um so that really opens you up and then if you're teaching on top of that like you know teaching other people photography it's like that could be what replaces
2: your teaching income
1: yeah your teaching income replaces your teaching income. exactly
2: <laughs> so obviously that's the goal you know we want to do that we we, we want to host more workshops more uh, you know in-person coaching sessions and things like that because like we said we we learned but we have no problem sharing that knowledge with others you know because we want other people to thrive and find what they love just like we did You know, not all the good stuff
1: has to be for us. we got to share it. Yes. Yes, Exactly. Oh, my goodness. You guys are so awesome. Well, thank
0: you so much for speaking to us today. I feel like we learned so much. I feel like I'm, like, ready to go to, like, a Tuesdays Together meeting and maybe email (laughs) some people and ask them for coffee. Maybe I'll do, like, five people. Like God. before the end of the year, like I'm gonna email five people. So hold me to the it. The people
1: who have listened to this podcast are all like our like, long I don't time listeners are like sure sis. Real.
0: I'm gonna do it. Watch, I'm gonna post receipts too on our Instagram so people see it for you real. Guys tweet and Charisma also, all then the, day. if the people say no to me, then they're gonna feel shamed because I publicly um meet her them. all day. Instagram getting her source <laughs> reply when
1: she's at Starbucks. Be like, are you meeting someone? Exactly. And
0: if she's by herself, say, go talk to someone while yeah. we're we'll starting. I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove it because I'm trying to, like, you know, get out of my comfort zone. So God's I really right. feel pushed out of my comfort zone. <laughs> when you when you do start, um, you know, the new chapter in Port St. Lucie, I will definitely um, come down to some of those meetings. And you'll have to oh, let me geez. know when you're back um, in Miami for one of those meetings because I would love to come see y'all over there, too. So. Yes, awesome.
2: please.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you you for having
2: us. We're so excited. It's been
1: awesome. Awesome.